And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit. Plus minus. That is a word right there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what you said. What'd you say? Plus minus. Yeah, like, like you, Marcus Thompson. Marcus always tell the truth. Plus minus. The only thing that I would say to Ethan Strauss is that he's a pretty damn good reporter. Um, he's well plus respected. Minus. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome to a fancy edition of the Warriors Plus Minus Warriors All 82 podcast. We are sitting in the deep bunker suites of Chase Center where fans for the next decade will get to watch James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole, and the next era of the Warriors. I don't even remember. Who are these veterans they still no, have on the roster? Move Let's move on from them. This is the new era here. Clearly, they're going young. Forget about it. I forget even yet who these other players are. Steph Curry should be able to spot up in the corner in 2025, knock a three down maybe, right, Marcus? They're trading them. Trade Steph, trade Clay, Draymond. It's the youth movement here. Rebuild, baby. This thing is nice. So, you know, uh, they, they ain't going anywhere for a while. I think, they, I think they're pretty locked in, so. Do you think Charlotte would give Lamelo for Steph? <laughs> nah, too steep a price. Maybe, maybe uh, Terry Rozier. Maybe. <laughs> okay, yeah. he's nice. Too, too old. I mean, he he fits the timeline better. <laughs> this new timeline. <laughs> no, uh, all right. Sorry, sorry. Um, We're kidding. We're kidding. I know we. We're going to have outrage throughout the Warriors' say that. We don't have to say yes, we're we kidding. We have, we have to say words. that. I believe hey, we have to say that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Jonathan coming at seven, which uh, you know. It's the surprise of the draft early on. Oh, two surprise. I mean, Barnes goes four, yeah. but that doesn't really affect the Warriors because Suggs goes five. Then Giddy goes six when you thought it was either going to be Kaminga or Book Knight, um, which actually gives the Warriors the opportunity to go either Kaminga, Book Knight, Moody, who I've been saying this whole process, I know they were super high, and we will get to him. Mitchell. Um, Davion Mitchell or Wagner, whose name like kind of surfaced lately, and they go Kaminga, which is clearly. So hold on, hold on. What was this Fr- Fran Wagner stuff about? Like everybody, at the last minute was like Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. And that's a name we hadn't heard at all. What, what do you think that was about? Was it a, uh, who who was doing the smokescreen? I mean, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't want to read all the the, the back channels of, of draft world, and it's it's kind of a wild place. Um, I mean, there was like rumors of him having a promise with the Kings. Maybe somebody was trying to scare the Kings. I mean, the Warriors brought him in for a workout, and like it's not like they were uninterested in Franz Wagner. Um, but I always thought they were higher on Moody. Um, and I always thought once they realized, hey, this Kaminga thing might happen, they went down to Miami and met with him. By the way, same city they met with James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I mean, they were obviously came to the decision that this huge upside swing with a long, elongated timeline before he's probably going to be ready was worth it from a value standpoint and a potentially 
keep him around, and he's really good in two years. It's, it's two th- I think it really was important for them to, to believe that they were going to get somebody that they really liked at 14 who could play, who could play immediately. Moses Moody is not a guaranteed instant player, but way more obviously than Kaminga. You don't take Kaminga if you're gonna if you think you're gonna take another possible project at the 14. You, you take at 14, you you know Kispert would have worked there, some other guys would have worked there. Moses Moody, I think, definitely works there. So you have the combination. Uh, and my sense was it was never gonna be Wagner. I kind of made fun of it in the morning, and then I kind of started starting a little hedge because it started getting a little stronger on the whole scuttlebutt, but. He's such a compromised choice at seven. That's why I didn't love Mitchell at seven. At seven, you go for, if you have an elite potential player, you go for that player at seven. You don't go for that player. Um, you know, that's more like an 11 or 12 or a 13 pick. And I will say it now because I said it to Slater before they, the, the pick happened. I said, if Wagner's comparable to me is Omri Caspi. Uh, it just, it's just a compromised player, a complementary player possibly a not good player. Wow. I did, I don't I just didn't see it with Now he might totally blow me away. Now defensively, he's way better than that and he's bigger. Orlando took but, him eight. Yeah, but I don't see it I don't see him in any way being a star player, having no chance to be a star. And I think at seven, you have to try to take a player you think is going to be a star. Like, you know, David Mitchell's I who I like a lot better than Wagner, but He's like a backup point guard. I don't know you take a backup point guard. Even a really good one at seven. You go for something where you can hit a triple with, not a single. That's my opinion. Or three months from now. You can trade him. You can, I mean, he, Who would, who's got the most trade value of all those possibilities at seven? There's no question that's Jonathan Kaminga. There's no, no question. He's got more trade value than Giddy. He's got more trade value than a lot of them. I mean, not, maybe not more than Jalen Suggs, but like taking him at seven – and it's hard to do this because you don't know what teams you're going to want in a couple of months. But, man, if Bradley Bill becomes available, Pascal Siakam becomes available through other events in a couple of months, I think Kaminga is going to be a very interesting piece to, for the Warriors to play if, if that's how it develops. Marcus, initial thoughts on, I mean, Kaminga at seven. and I mean, the, the real – honestly, I feel like they're fist pumping more in the – room because Moody fell to 14 which we can get to because again they were looking at him at seven um but what are your just general uh, thoughts on the night yeah any any other one of these gonna help win a title this year because I thought that was the whole point (laughs) I I mean to be honest I think Moses Moody could could carve out a a little like a little role is he gonna is that gonna help them win a title I don't know Um, probably not. He's 19 years old. Kaminga's 18, who, by the way. He doesn't even turn 19 until October. Take at seven, who you can say, okay, that guy helps him win the title. Bradley Beal. Well, you have to be. <laughs> you can't trade for someone that isn't available. And I don't think Bradley Beal is available. Again, Bra- Bradley Beal is going to win a title this year with yeah. Kyle Kuzma yeah. and the and yeah. the revamp Wizards, baby. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Rui yes, Always is. forget about Rui. Rui but, Corey Kispert's facing the floor yeah, for them yeah, now, but. You no, can't hate on Rui. Come on. No, You're not allowed. It's my boy. Yeah. What are you talking about? My boy. Uh, you can't trade for somebody who's not on the trade market. And, and again, he might become available at some point, but you can't trade for somebody who's not there. It's just not how you do this. So, And if you're trying to do a two-way move here, you take the guy with the highest upside, Jonathan Kaminga, and you hope that he can play for you and maybe give you some minutes this season, probably much more likely in future seasons. And if the Wizards are blowing it up, what are they going to want? What are they going to want? They're going to want a really good, really young player, and that's Jonathan Kaminga, if you ask me. say so it's a great piece to play. Yeah. Um, Moody. Moody at 14. Uh, 
What I mean, just what's what are your thoughts? Well, first, I, I feel like drafts are about value, and Kaminga at seven is is great value, right? Like, if for nothing else, in thirty days after they sign, that he will be valuable. Somebody will want him. I think that's good. Uh, it that that's how, that's to me is how you work a draft. Uh, what really made the draft though was getting Moody, like getting the guy. That's value, up, right? That's that's incredible value on their board. Moody was not fourteen, and they ended up getting him anyway. Like, I, Bob Myers may come out and reveal his draft yeah. board, and sometimes GMs come out and lie. From my sense, again, like talking to a bunch of people behind the scenes, I think they probably got number six and like eight or nine on their draft board. Probably they would have taken Moody ahead of, you know, Wagner. I think they would have taken Moody ahead of Mitchell, probably. I mean, it probably was close. And you get him before. Now, maybe they're wrong. I don't love Moody. I don't, I mean, I can see what he does. I think there's a, a ceiling on him, but that's okay. You take him at 14, that's a good spot to take a guy who can hit threes, play some defense, be long, uh, and be playable in a second unit. And, and he might be right away. And if they sign, and another point, as I keep saying, I, I assume Myers might have an idea of who's available to them, who's likely to sign for that tax mayor mid, mid-level. So then you have Moody and whoever it is, when it was Batum, Gay, we've mentioned the names. You don't need another wing, right? Kaminga then becomes somebody you can definitely kind of put to the side, and you see what Wiseman can give you, and you know, hopefully you get something more from Wiseman. And then you have Wiseman and Kaminga as these two loaded pieces that you either trade or you can develop, and there's your, there's your core post-Curry. And I know people don't like to think of a post-Curry era, and maybe it's not going to happen for a long time, but they sort of do have to look at it if you get the number seven pick. Uh, and let's see if they can develop it. Let's see this new development like, staff. Like eight yeah. months after having the number two overall pick yeah. and let, let, using that on a project. Let's see what Kenny Atkinson and all you know the, the new group yeah. they brought together can do with these guys, because if they can't do anything with them, that's a problem. And, and you can throw Poole and Wiseman and Jessup and you know Mannion and everything else in there, but um, I, I just think if you if you if you definitely know you're going to get a, a veteran wing, and then you go Moody in the wing into the rotation, and you have Kaminga to the side, and that's not a terrible way to look at this draft. Yeah, I mean next week matters a ton. Um, I, you know, I was texting somebody about the idea of of Wagner, and yeah, Wagner could have stepped in and probably played quicker than Kaminga, and maybe uh, been. You know, a, a a spread the floor four five combo with Draymond, who can pass it a little bit, has a good feel for the game, and then it, it, within that same conversation, it was like, well, Nick Batum is is a better version of that for ne- next season's team, and I know they're interested in Batum, and we'll see if they get him next week. Like to me, next week is like this today is more monumental on like where things are going over the next half decade. You know, via trade or, or or just via these guys who they drafted, next week matters more for next season's team. But what they've done, right? While they had a a really good night, what they've done is they've taken the most valuable resources and used them for the future, leaving them with a very limited resource to deal with now. It's it, it's harder now to do it. It's doable. You get a Batum, you get a Serge Ibaka. Everybody's like, yo, you're ready. But it's harder. You got $6 million. You know, you got veteran minimums. You got to get Joe Lacob, who's already well into the tax, to sign off on a sign and trade with Kelly Oubre, right? Uh, 
the 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 easier way it felt like to do it would have been to somehow use those picks, but it doesn't seem like anything was there. Like the Pacers, I would, I would like moved. to know exactly what was on the table. It feels like everybody wanted Wiseman, and the Warriors seemed like they pretty much made it clear we're not trading Wiseman. They don't want to trade him. Yeah, that, well, they, they, they want value, right? They want like, okay, we're putting Wiseman. You're not. You're putting something more than Ben Simmons or something yeah. like that. I mean, and that's just not going to happen. I've, I've yeah. said it. I've said it on the, even on the last podcast. The problem is the league's coming in thinking two things. Number one, they're extremely urgent and impatient and need to make a trade, and the assets they have are distressed. Right, Wiseman. Ooh, he's a distressed asset. Let's get him on the low. Wiggins. Oh, bad contract. You know. Jordan Poole, oh, just throw him in as a sweetener. That's just not how the Warriors view their assets. They think Wiseman will become a player. They think Andrew Wiggins, for now, I mean, people don't realize. What does he have, two years, like $65 million left? Like, that's not that bad of a, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, we'll or take that. six-year-old yeah. player. Yeah. And they'll say, give us, give, if, if they have him play the starting small forward for the next two seasons and then Kuminga's, you know, becoming a decent player, I mean, they they probably view Kuminga now as the heir. It's it's. I just clearly they didn't like a tra- any trades on the table. Yeah, um, I mean, what was the one reported in Philadelphia Inquirer that it was Philadelphia offering Ben Simmons well, for Wiseman, Wiggins, and four first round picks, which would have been the two this year I, and two future. I believe like, Daryl Morey's going around the league <laughs> acting like he has Michael Jordan <laughs> to like, to offer. Are you, kidding, offer me? Are you like, kidding? Nobody watched the playoffs. Right? Like, <laughs> like, like, uh, like he's got the men in black yeah. little thing. Yeah. Where he flashes your memory is yeah. gone. So again, is it a much more stratified roster now? Yes, but. They needed to add more players. They just did. And then, you know, they probably should been better if they're not 19 years old. But to 21 and 22 year olds, yeah, we're, we're, we're not available. Um, and yeah, if Kaminga doesn't play at all and Wiseman isn't that much better, it's going to be funky. And, and we know it. And we know Steph and Draymond aren't going to love it. And I don't think Steve's going to love it. That's an absolute possibility. But if. They're play, you know, they're semi playable. Or Weisman is actually pretty good, and Moody can play, and you've got Kaminga as his value now. You know, th- that is pretty close to maximizing seven to fourteen in this draft. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. 
Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Pressure's big time on the player development staff, and what the player development staff can do with those players will reflect on if the front office made the correct decision or not. Pressure's on organizationally, um, but how do you, okay, Marcus, I want to ask you this. How do you think the stars are taking this? I mean, obviously, they can't be too distraught that Bradley Beal's not coming because it's clear Bradley Beal decided himself not to come, essentially. Um, so... You know, I know, look, Moody's a clutch guy. I know Moody has somewhat of a relationship with Draymond a little bit. I do think they're fans of that pick. Um, I don't know about the Kaminga one. How do you think that, you know, the reality is Steph Curry is looking at his roster tonight and has an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old. Yeah, I I do think they like Moody, like just talking before. When we thought Moody was seven, (laughs) you know, it's like, yo, Moody's nice, right? That, That was a good pick. I, I do feel like they knew Bradley Beal was a long shot or Dane was a long shot. It was like, yo, see what you can do. Uh, the problem is they they need a creator and they didn't get one. Like, that's the really big thing. Book Knight dropped to 11. Yeah, but, man, he fell. I wonder, like, he if, fell if, if instead of Giddy, you got Kaminga go six, what are they doing at seven? I would have said Book Knight. Again, that was my line from the beginning. I just think he fits a lot of things that they could use instantaneously. A guy who can just go find buckets when Steph's not playing. Maybe it was Wagner. Hey, I don't know. I mean, hey, maybe, I, yeah. well, I told you, I've been pressures on all these people. Pressures on Jordan Poole now. Yeah. Create hey, Jordan Poole. Guy, Marcus yeah, pumps him up. Yeah, Warriors say, hell with it. We don't need another guard. We got Jordan Poole. You know, I. I sure a lot of those things like nothing's ever one thing or the other. that's what you know you get you hear about this it's they got to do this because this guy's great no they did this because they kind of thought this and they kind of think something else and Kaminga might be traded or he might remember you know they're gonna say he's absolutely not be drafted to be traded right guess what that's what they said when they traded for for D'Angelo Russell right we did not trade for him to, to, in oh, order to, to, to trade yeah. him again like there's no they, question they, that no. Jonathan Kaminga if, if if there's a big swing to be made that they're interested in and it makes sense, like Jonathan Kaminga will be asked for by another team, and he will not be an impediment to, to getting something done that they feel like is like Absolutely. elevates Absolutely. them to championship worthy. And to be honest, look, the Beal thing is not blowing up anytime soon, clearly. I mean, with this Westbrook move made and how they're rebuilding, it's clearly with Beal in mind. Portland's interesting to look at because Damian Lillard is at the Olympics and he's basically – has signaled he's been pretty public about it like we'll see what the Blazers do in free agency and how, and if the Blazers strike out I'm not really sure I see the a way the Blazers can like make it look like they suddenly have a title roster around Damian Lillard maybe if it's a Ben Simmons CJ McCollum type swap that could get interesting but I think there's a chance we're, we're sitting here in late August and Damian Lillard's search you know his eyes start really wandering and then yes Kaminga's valuable he's more valuable than Franz Wagner yes, in that situation yes. or uh, what's up with Pascal Siakam yeah, right like yeah. there's another guy well, yeah how about and Toronto, Toronto taking Scotty Barnes like, instead yeah. of Jalen Suggs I mean, that was interesting to me like, you know that's pretty duplicate again it's always great to have big wings and those two are two very big wings but that, like, hmm, he had Suggs sitting right there who could replace Kyle Lowry, boom. And you don't take him. You take the guy who duplicates Pascal Siakam, your best player, who's going to be remain, remaining. Um, 
and you know, God, Toronto, you know, they could be interested in Wiseman, they could be interested in Kaminga, they could be interested in both. Uh, that one well, is interesting. To it me. is my sense. I'm assume you guys both had it. Pa- Siakam is on a on a lower level tier. Like Siakam to oh, me yeah. is no, not. No. Yeah, Kaminga, like, Wiseman, yeah, yeah, Wiggins, no, everything. He's not, he's not every. Definitely not everything. I don't think yeah. they. I don't think they give up Wiseman for him. Yeah. What if it's Kaminga and next year's one? Kaminga, Wiggins, yeah, and next year's, next year's one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> the Warriors wouldn't be losing a lot by doing that. Even from the current roster, and they'd be adding they, Pascal Siakam. You know what they would be losing? The package that they got for D'Angelo Russell, because we can now say today, uh, what did they get for D'Angelo Russell? They got Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the Warriors would take that. I think the Warriors take that that package. Uh, but it, again, you know, we'll see. Command. Now this makes summer league really interesting. By the way, oh, really, I, really, Sacramento, really baby, I'm going to be there. It's in like four days. I was asked if I was going to go, and I said no. And I'm like, wait, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, I, I kind of want to see Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, like, let's see. And the Moody is Moody going to be the best player on the court? Is Kaminga going to be the most dynamic? It's going to be really fascinating. Kaminga is the player to watch. Moody's, especially in summer league, is probably going to be kind of like you know, yeah, 14 shot. points. Yeah, like, yeah. do you look like you can hit shots? That's that's yeah. yeah. Do you look like you can hit shots? Even scatter ball play. Is Ennis Kaminga just kind of like physically just at another level from some of these guys? Um, Kaminga, by like, the way, Kaminga wearing number zero yeah, zero. Robert what Parrish, do you think of that? Robert Parrish. Any thoughts on double zero? He's he's uh, two times Oakland. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no. Let's uh, pub up the Slater at the, at the at the whatever classic in California classic. Oh, I will be there. Yeah. I'll be there breaking down I, Jonathan, I, Jonathan Kaminga. Very interested in that. Uh, and and then they get to Vegas, and that's when potential second stage trades start. Have you seen their ma- like summer league matchups? They're playing the Kings the first time, so we're going to get Davion Mitchell, even maybe guarding a little coming a little bit. Uh, I believe they play Toronto in Vegas, so some Scotty Barnes. They play the Thunder, although that's less. I thought they were going to get Book Night coming, mm-hmm. but it sounds like they're going to Giddy coming. I don't know. It was an interesting draft. Yeah, it's like people were it's like interested in Giddy, and maybe I'm totally wrong, but. Kind of a non-athlete, non-dynamic athlete who can't shoot. I don't care how big he is. He wasn't going to fit on the Warriors. I don't think that's the guy the Warriors were going to take. I might be totally wrong. Giddy. I don't see that. I agree. I, everything I heard pre yeah. was like, there, there was definitely like, oh, yeah, he's, he's interesting. But, uh, you know, when he was being mentioned at 7, like wouldn't even be there at 14. They were not taking him at 7. 14 would be the only yeah. shot. Then it's a, it's a value play at yeah. that point. But if... Moody's on the board, you know, Kispert's on the board, Mitchell. Duarte, I guess Duarte went right before. Duarte at 13, how about that? There were some surprises, man. My guy Zaire jumped high. I did not expect that. Zaire was interesting. Uh, I had a way ahead of Jalen Johnson, which I like Jalen Johnson over Zaire. But I'm surprised because I thought Duarte would have been a stretch for the Warriors of 14. I understand why, because you can play him. But he's the oldest first-round pick, I think, in NBA history. I mean, like that's a little spooky to me. I mean, I, I again, I would have understood. I get why teams would do that, but like the Warriors drafted Epi Udo when he was twenty three, and he looked, you know, you just, you're doing the countdown in your head already. He's twenty three years old, and I don't know that I would have taken him at thirteen. <laughs> like, like if the Warriors took him fourteen, I would have said fine, I get it. But in my mind, I would have gone, okay, that's really back end. Like you're already getting like he's in the middle of his career right now, basically, not to start, uh, and. I think maybe they, they caught a break when, when, when Duarte goes 13 because they probably would have taken Moody over Duarte no matter what, but that really made Moody available for them at 14. And 
I think he's just just a player that I think you could see being an NBA starter. I don't know that Duarte quite is going to be an NBA starter, and certainly not. A, you know, he's projecting from twenty four, and Moody's projecting from nineteen. If Duarte is going to be an NBA starter, he needs to be at like be right now. a year from now. Yeah, right now. Um, so Kaminga, I think he was in the tw- like high twenties from three last year. I mean, super inefficient shooting. Um, a lot of criticism pre-draft about just like the defensive effort. Like, you know, you watched the the game against Santa Cruz, which was the you know was the game that the the, the in in the aftermath, people were like, "Is this the best player in the country?" Um, because you know he's he's coming over weak side. He's like blocking Jordan Poole's shots. He's he's taking Poole off the dribble. He's he, he's doing a lot in that game that 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 looks like a young Paul George essentially. But at the same time, the numbers are bad. The defensive uh, film is bad. What mo? Okay, you know, you mentioned being very interested on watching him in summer league. What are you looking at most in summer league? I'd say poise. Like you know, what we always say about what Kerr, what drives Kerr crazy if you catch the ball and start fumbling it. Like catch the ball, make a decision, get to the rim, move it. Shooting, we I think I think we can all assume the shooting is not be great, but do you look decent doing it? Just kind of that, and then the defense, and I I don't think it's going to be great, but you know is he NBA athlete out there? We all know he's going to, but does he look like it? Does he project like that? Uh, does he present it? Just just to, just does he have the feel of someone who belongs on the court and isn't going to get totally blown off? I don't think the stats are going to be great, but I think more than anything, I'm going to look if he catches the ball. Is he going to, like, figure out what to do with it? Or is he fumbling around? Like Wiseman, you know, how many times he was just fumbling the ball around because he wasn't quite sure what he wanted to do. Um, I think you do that in the summer league, you're going to be non-playable uh, for a year or plus, uh, certainly with the Warriors. So I, I don't know, like, just what – I think in the, in, the, in the G League, in the beginning, he seemed fine with that. In the end, he was, like, totally not – he just didn't look present. Like, this was not a dynamic person to put out there. Just, just how does he look as a and a poised athlete instead of just somebody scrambling around trying to figure out what he's doing? Jalen Green looked like he put together in the in the G League towards the second half. Like he yeah, like proved, was poised. Like yeah. he's like he got the ball, gathered two steps, finish. Sometimes he went in, sometimes it didn't. Uh, Kaminga just kind of didn't do that. Does he? Is he just going to be someone who can say, okay, I belong out here. I can figure out a space or two. Yeah, I would say I'm looking for like flash moments, like, and we have seen those with Wiseman where there's plays like, oh, you know, it, it, like, wow, spin to the rack, dunk, like, man, that does look like an NBA superstar, even if it's seven years away from being that. And then the other thing is like maybe like more than flash moments, like flash sequences. Maybe he can score ten and a quarter. He gets hot from three. How confident is he taking the three? That type of stuff. Marcus, what are you looking for? Summer league, Jonathan Kaminga. It's just how his feel for the game, like the stuff you're reading, he's so raw that they're gonna teach him. They're gonna have to teach him how to play basketball. Uh, what's the guy they had, and he ended up doing well in Toronto. He was with Jordan Bell. He can't. He's with Jordan Bell or Chris he, Boucher. You're talking Chris Boucher okay. comes to mind. Yeah. A guy where it's like you got to put in work and you got to develop areas of his you, game. You know who Chris Boucher credits for a lot of his development? Chris Demarco. No, no, no. Jama Malalela, uh, who is now the head of player development for the Golden State Warriors. Player development, pressure's on. Because right now, like, Kaminga's greatest attribute is his athleticism, right? Uh, he's got a little bit of, of a defensive potential. 
Uh, I saw him dribble. He's not a great ball handler, but he can handle it, right? Like, he, he knows how to dribble a little bit. But that's about it. The rest is all envisioning something on him, and they've got to create it. So, essentially, this is, you know, a project, a project even more of a project than Wiseman was. So, right, right, Wiseman came in, and he kind of didn't know, but he could do things immediately. I, I wonder, like, I want to see what his feel for the game is and, like, what his capacity to learn is. That That's what I kind of see because it's all – build and it's all development for him I don't know that he's going to see the floor very much I want to see I mean you know listen what does a great athlete do almost immediately you can run the transition and guess who was the Warriors best transition finisher last season Kelly Oubre who is not going to be back with the team and if, 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 if Kaminga can get a few minutes here and there it's because he can play the wing and can get out and run and just finish and, you know, I don't know where he's going to be defensively. I don't know where he's going to be passing the ball. I don't know where he's going to be shooting. But just run the, run the court, feel like you belong out there, and finish over people. Because, as we've said over and over, the Warriors don't have a lot of those guys. Uh, and they can run. And then people are going to be running to Steph, running to Clay. Draymond's going to be leading the break. Get out there and run ahead of him. And he should be able to. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen in the regular season this season. But I think he might give some signs of that in, in, in summer league. And, you know, you should because he's going to be more athletically, gift, athletically gifted than most of the players out there. Yeah, and one thing he, he should really have over what Wiseman had his rookie year, he's about to get a summer league where you yes. install and, and, and you learn yes. concepts and you get coached by the player development coaches that will be there all season. So he's going to get a full summer league, should get a, an extended training camp. You know, stuff can happen, but an extended training camp. And then – preseason games. Oh, and then he won't be starting the opener. Really? <laughs> Most likely not starting the opener, but preseason games were, yeah, sure, you could give Jonathan Kaminga like plenty of minutes with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, or not Clay Thompson, and then he's going to get early season where there's no Clay Thompson, so the rotation's already a little bit wonky. Maybe you plug him in, you know, 18 rotational minutes in the first few weeks, and then suddenly Clay Thompson's itching his way back. Jonathan Kaminga, all you learned around all these champions, go to the G League and play 35 minutes and, and, and explore everything, and and then by, you know, maybe like a Jordan Poole type jump. I'm not saying he'll have that, but you know, he comes back in March, and it's like, okay, now let's see if you can implement that into the game. Yeah, can you, can uh, it you, should be a healthier path for a rookie season than Wiseman yeah, had for by, sure. By February, March, can you share a role with Juan Toscano Anderson? Right, that's what it is. Not even take that role. I mean, you're always gonna have JTA get minutes certainly down the stretch, but can you take some of those? Back up small forward, back up power forward minutes, just here and there, and you know, that would be a disaster. Well, you know what else? I think I think it's good for him to watch Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And I mean, like you know, that's not gonna you know get people well, too Wiggins excited. Come a long Wiggins. way, right? Like, Wiggins, but you, Wiggins mentored. No, but she, but but you know what I mean. If they can, they can sit there on the bench with him early in the season and go like, look at Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. If this means Wiggins talks, it's a win, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm just like, you can sit there on the bench with him if you're one of the coaches early in the season. Be like, look at how you know, on particularly on Wiggins' good nights. Like, look at how he's playing the supplementary slashing yeah, role, secondary, taking shots. Watch him defend. You know, gets to where he knows where he can cut. This feels like Moody. This is what, this feels like Moody's role. Well, they can both sit on the bench and watch, and they both will be. Yeah, I mean, again, I keep saying this. It's not like they needed three guys to get 20 minutes a game. They don't need to add three guys. They need two, one and a half. You know, it depends on what they do with Baysmore. Uh, you know, and 
can Kaminga be one half of that? Can he be one third of that? Uh, I think he can. And Moody be you know three quarters of that. And then you get one plus player, and then you add a veteran who actually is going to be right in the rotation, and you've got a full extended you know depth at, at you know two units, three units. They're better. You know, are they are they a championship team? Probably not. But they're they're good enough to take a look at it, see what it's going to be. They're, last year they went fifty and five, finished the season, and played the Lakers. You know, tooth and nail. Lakers weren't great, but that was a pretty damn good game. And that was with a seven man rotation. And you add two and a half people to that. I'd be interested to see that. Anything else? Well, Bob Myers uh, coming we, up in a little bit. We should probably you know say our farewells to one. Alan Smilagic because this affected oh, I, I I got Twitter up in arms because I tweeted out like I basically say that Kaminga is kind of sliding into the Alan Smilagic roster spot and I just I don't know just like the sound of Alan Smilagic just sends people into a frenzy. <laughs> this is it, right? Like that. Yeah, I mean he's taken up he's taken up the the project spot yeah. on the roster and you can only they better only have one of those. Hadn't drafted. Kaminga, Smiley, he should not be on the We're going to sign off. Yeah, yeah. Smiley. Oh, it's so over. It's so over. Basically, Jessup might have that actual role uh, because Kaminga. If, if Jessup makes the roster, it's because Jessup proved to them this summer he'd get on the court and hit some threes. Yeah, yeah. There, there shouldn't be a Smiley role, but there shouldn't be one because he just was never going to play. Uh, but. Yes, he is not going to be on the team next week. And Kaminga and Jessup and Mannion and all these guys are actual players. We'll see on Mannion, who will fill Mannion out the roster. tearing it up in the Olympics for tearing Italy. Tearing it up for Italy right now. Let's go, man. Like, you know, he looks good, though. He does look kind of good there. Well. But also, uh, Mo Wagner looks terrific for Germany. <laughs> and, like, there's some just, you know. Anyway, all right. Yeah, let's go listen to Bob Myers explain these draft picks. Maybe right. say some controversial stuff. Light it up.